Here we go. We're on. Okay. We're, we're up, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, been one of them days. Been one of them weeks. I hope we, you know, we might lose a few fans on this one. Oh, jeez. You know, after we had to do a best of uh, last week, and people uh, get mad. Nah, I, I didn't hear anything. But I mean, I think we picked out a pretty I good. I don't episode. have any fans anymore. They've all quit me. They'll they'll quit you. No, I, I I went back into the archives and picked out a, a pretty good one. I picked out a uh, I think it was a Halloween episode talking about a burning car. There I don't even go. know if you remember. There you go. I well, I mean, I, I, hey, I remember every burning car. You know, I got a burning car story. <laughs> I hate to deviate, right? Because we just talked about where we were going, and here I'm. <laughs> right. Right off the bat. Okay. Now, I got a friend of mine that I've been begging to come on here, okay? Because I don't know if I'd necessarily call him a true American outlaw. But, you know, have you ever seen those neat... Now, I know you don't follow the same people I follow, right? Right. But the guys I follow, a lot of them will post this uh, stuff, say, uh, be ungovernable. Do you know what, what I mean when I say, you know, be ungovernable? So, I can I can hazard a guess. Yes. You know, just just <laughs> shit. You know, there, there's there's a certain amount of the population that just wants to be out there as wild animals, as feral human beings as God intended us to be, out here riding the open range, and 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 just living. And if you get trespassed upon, you take it upon yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, yeah. but the problem is most people can't do that because first of all they have morals and second of all they go to church and third of all they're kind of worried about the law and fourth of all they got you know uh, a responsibility to take care of their obligations and stuff like that well but i just happen to just seem like i'm the central repository for outlaws when i think about some of the people i hung out with when i was growing up and different things i'm going to give you i'm going to tell two stories on this old boy well i might just tell one because the second one belongs one of them Involves a machine gun, and I don't know if I need to tell it. But um, <laughs> so I'm going to tell the other one. <laughs> I need to just dangle a machine gun story out there. You know, hey, I did that for Joey Knuckles in my in my in my two A crowd. But there's some old boys out there when this. I mean, they've lived for the world collapsing their whole lives, right? <laughs> so me and my brother were we always looking at property and real estate, and we're just you know we're always talking, right? Me and my little brother and. And, and we know he he used to work for this guy's dad. This guy's dad is a big engineer here in the state of Missouri for a long time. He's old. He's 87 years old, but I had dinner with him the night. I mean, he's just, he's just fit as a fiddle and, I mean, just sharp as a tack, you know. So, anyway, what when I was a kid, he was known for a couple of things. When I say kid, high school to out of high school, you know, eight, 16 to 23 or 24 is when I really started hanging out with these guys. And their dad had every, this will mean something to the two acre. I won't mean anything to you. He had every variant of Colt AR-15 they had made up until that point. And he had probably 25 H&Ks, 91s, 93s, uh, MP5, you know, the 94s, which is a civilian MP5. He just had it all, right? But he had some property. And so where I'm going with this, my little brother was saying, hey, because I invited my brother to go out to eat with us and he couldn't make it. We got to talking, and, and my brother said, well, you know, did you ever hear the story about that Trans Am? Now, these old boys, this old boy, his dad's got, lives on several hundred acres, you know, 320, 340, something like that, in a, in a kind of a 
gentleman's compound, right? Mm-hmm. I got you. But for every tw- for for every vehicle that this guy, he's a year older than me. He's born well, two years. He's born in '67, so whatever that makes you, '68. So what's that make you? '53, '54, '54. Yeah. Okay. 54. So every vehicle he's had in the last 25 years, 30 years, is at his dad's farm. Like when one breaks or he has problems, he parks down to farm because he's going to fix it. Or you know what I mean? He's always got a. He's always got a. Got a project. He's always dreaming that he's going to fix it. He doesn't. You know what I mean? He gets another yeah. one driving. You know what I mean? Well, he's got a 79 Trans Am. And it's fairly rare because it was the blue one. Most people know the black. Obviously, everybody knows the black one. Mm-hmm. Most people know the red Smoking one. it. Smoking a bandit. Most people know the gold one, right? Oh, the gold. There was the a gold one. one. You didn't know that? Well, there was a gold one. Yeah. Now that you say that, There I was remember. a gold one. But, but I would had, have said there, a blue one. There was a, like a sky blue, like a baby blue. I'm going to look it up right here. Sky blue, blue 79 trans am. So to tell you how ungovernable this crowd is, right? My brother said, hey, you know, that tra- I bet you that trans am still sitting down there by the barn. I said, I don't know. He said, did you ever hear the story about how that thing got burnt? Because it's got like a big burnt spot up where the shaker hood up on the front windshield up to the top. You know what I mean? And I told my brother, I said, no. And he said, well, I was talking to Matt and this guy, these people, these, this, this, this family, they had a farm pretty close to town. They had several properties. One of them was a, was a 40 plus acre kind of a, a farm right at the edge of town. So when we were high schoolers, it was full of trees down in the woods. And it, it, it's kind of developed now, but 30 years ago, it was kind of, it, you were two miles from the boulevard, but you felt like you're in the middle of nowhere. So you would go down there and park with girls or go forward. We had a big mud pit down this creek bottom and you just go down and hang around. And, you know, it was a place you could be five minutes from town, but the cops weren't there. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, absolutely. which is where I shot yeah. my first machine gun. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, again with so, the machine all right so this thing had two big sheds so my brother says well matt told me the story about the, how that car got burnt and i said how and he said well trav that's this guy's name trav travis he said him and in, in d-day that's his brother's nickname that's what i'm just going to use the brother because i don't have permission to use his brother's name and his brother was my age and and when i say this guy was tough he used to compete in all these uh a special for, uh, a special a soldier fortune competition out in Vegas, big bodybuilder back in the days when you could still take roids and HGA, do whatever you wanted. You know what I mean? He really should have been a pro wrestler is what he should have been, but that's neither here nor there. So he said they, that D-Day got down there. I guess we called his brother D-Day. And because uh, it's just a day of destruction. And D, him and D-Day got into it and over something. And Trav, being the big muscle-bound guy that he is, he beat D-Day down bad. And it was in front of about 15 or 20 people. You know what I mean? It's just kind of a field party, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he said D-Day went in that shit. He said, we were sitting around there kind of all feeling bad. Damien, that's D-Day's real name. Damien walked away and, and said, we were all looking and going, God, man, that was rough. And he said, D-Day came back out with a five gallon cast and gas and dumped it all over the front of that Trans Am and lit it up and said, F you. <laughs> and I don't know why <laughs> my brother told me that story. I've been laughing so hard for the last week and a half about it. 
<laughs> now that's so got, ungovernable right there. When you go light your brother's Trans Am on fire with fire gallon <laughs> gasoline and a fuel pump. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> and not not even um that you not might blow even. the whole thing up, blow everybody it, up. It, the... it don't matter. Well, it's pretty hard to blow something up with gasoline, but but let's just say you could have. Yeah, I mean it just it just uh so what I told him is I got to laugh and my brother's just laughing. I've been laughing so hard about that. I told him, he said, you know what, I think we can take it out. I think we could take it over Tyler's. That's the shop where people that follow me on Twitter, I got two or three followers where my brother and my nephew, they rebuild all these Chevy. Oh, yeah. You've seen. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. There are, there's my some brother nice said, you even dude, found the uh, soul collector, right? Huh? You, you found the uh, From the Shadows podcast official Truck, car. Yeah. This is the soul collector, right? Yeah, that was just some random some random dude's thing. There was a bunch of them with airbrushed uh there was a hearse i was going to show you some dude had a hearse where they had cut it open let me finish the d-day story so he says my brother says well i think we can get that truck bring it over i'm gonna talk to trav we're gonna bring that thing over to the shop and get it running he said i think we could recreate that if you write a movie about it and i said huh and i thought they're saying we're gonna re- get it running again so we can drive it or take it to the sale or do something he said no i want to you guys write one of y'all's movies and that's a scene out of a movie because we've laughed so hard about, you know, <laughs> so, some kind of a coming of age flick. Oh God. Your little brother mouths off and you beat him down and he goes and gets five gallons of gasoline, dumps on your Trans Am. Now, if that doesn't belong in. That's a great scene. This week's admit. episode of Chief Wanna Doobie, I don't know what does. <laughs> Gee, you what? know? <laughs> Ah, uh, that's a good, that would be a great scene. So you'd have, so we could shoot the, the scene where the Trans Am gets caught on fire now because it's already on fire and then we'd have to redo yeah, it. Yeah, well, it's already burned. Shoot. Yeah, but his yeah. point was, yeah, you know what I mean? The, the Trans Am has been sitting there for 25, 30 years now with the hood burnt and the front burnt, you know what I mean? So it wasn't like you'd get a nice one and tear it up. No, but we could shoot the, the burned out part now. And then they can but what fix I it think up the thing and would then do is do really to scenes. make the movie right, and I don't know how to do it. You would have to. I think the guy needs to get in the Trans Am started up and chasing, which dovetails into what we we're going to talk about. Is I keep reading where Johnny Depp can't get. You know, people are saying Johnny Depp's career is in a toilet and he'll never get work after this his his deal. You know what I mean? Well, I you know that you know that you know that's not true because we and I'm we we won't say his name, but we have a mutual friend. Who's working on a movie project that that Depp's already signed up for? There you go. So there they just go. use it for a reason to talk him down, talk his yeah. money down. That's what they oh. do. Well, he's already signed a pretty good deal, I think. So I don't, I don't think he's going to be hurting for this. For no, this I don't. Project. You know, he's my favorite movie star. You know, and I don't care much for him. I've never seen any of the Pirates of the Caribbean. I've seen parts of them, but I've never seen all. But when I started reading about how he drinks fifty thousand dollar bottles of wine, and and he owns a hundred motorcycles, he's my guy, right? He's my guy. Now he obviously doesn't have the discipline that uh, I was going to say Brando, but it's not Brando. Who had all the motorcycles? Old Hollywood guy that died of uh, mesothelioma. Oh gosh, that could be married to Ally McBeal. Ally McBeal? You mean Ally McGraw? Yeah, Allie McGraw, who's 
Lee Marvin? No, Lee Marvin was a badass. It was, uh, hold on, I'm looking it up. Thank gosh we got the Google Master right here. Steve McQueen. Oh, yeah, okay. That's who I should have said. said. Mm-hmm. Yep, so, so. In my in my affection for movie stars, uh, Johnny Depp has replaced Steve McQueen. You wow. see her do that bump That's... of coke on the stand the other day? No. What did they do? What'd they they do? say she did a bump of coke on the stand the other day. Like I watched in the, the video. Uh-huh. Like during the trial? Yeah. She had it in her napkin. Uh-huh. You know. Oh, come you on. Google it up, dude. I can't believe you don't. What do you do all day? Work? I, 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 <laughs> apparently, I don't have near as much fun as the rest of the guys on the From the Shadows podcast. Why, why did they mention it? No, but everybody else seems to be, you know, lounging around, uh, taking part in uh, a lot more fun stuff. I, I, I guess I'm too busy just holding it all together. <laughs> well, I well, I'm still trying to figure out how come we didn't have our tickets to Comic Con. How come we're not booked somewhere? You know, all summer. We're wait. I look. I'm waiting for somebody to invite us. I oh, mean, some, we got to be people. invited. I thought you just got a table. You got to be invited. I don't know. That stuff. I, you know, I don't know. I'd like to. I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to have You'd somebody like to say somebody would say, "Hey, you come want on, them yeah. to want us." Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a song. Yeah. Isn't that uh, I want you to want me? What isn't that? A, I don't know. Whatever. Are you are you going to bring up the song thing the other day? Could, Which song? Should I, should I bring up how? Okay. When I was listening to the uh, the '80s countdown on the yes. Sirius XM '80s, and I heard um, from 1980, it was the number two song of that week. Was that Christopher Cross song? Oh yeah, Ride, Ride oh. Like the and Ride like and the I got. Wind. And I got to telling you, you'd never seen Christopher Cross. No, I thought he was being a nice little petite guitar player. I thought he looked like Johnny Depp with blonde hair. He does not look like he does not look like Johnny Depp. He certainly fact, doesn't today. I'll give you that. He never did. In fact, I told I think I told you that they didn't put him on the front of an album for at least a couple albums because they didn't want people to really know what he looked like because he was not exactly an attractive fellow and the lyrics to ride like the wind are kind of tough sounding you know like i got such a you know like and i'm right you know right so so far to go or i don't know what's the lyrics say like um you know i got such a long way to go to make it to the border of mexico and i ride you know like like he's running away and he was born like his dad was you know like an outlaw and all this stuff i'm like Aren't they you, know, all? You, you hear, and then you see this like little pudgy, bushy haired, <laughs> real pasty white guy. <laughs> like, what? That doesn't sound, that doesn't match at all, you know? But, and, and they got Michael McDonald saying backup on that song. Yeah, that's He's, right. And who'd he play for? Michael McDonald? Yeah, didn't he play for somebody? Wouldn't he in a band? Well, yeah, he was in the Doobie Brothers. Ah, uh, yeah, something like that. I knew it was yeah, somebody. Stupid brothers. <laughs> and then, and and then, uh, then that led me to uh, after that countdown was over, another '80s song that came on that kind of uh, didn't fit. The guy saying it was the was the big comeback for Donny Osmond, "Soldier of Love," which I can't picture Donny Osmond a soldier or Donny Osmond loving anybody. 
You know, well, I, I wasn't, I just, you know, I didn't know. I've told you my carpenter story. I know I've told you my carpenter story on this. No, like Karen Carpenter? Yeah, the Carpenters. No, Karen and Richard. So, oh, I know I've told you this story. So I'm going to try to make it shorter for the people that had heard it before. So after 9 11, uh, I was with a group of dudes that had to uh, deploy internationally for counterterrorism operations in support of the United States of America. And one of the things they did was they wanted to send us to a um, a medical. We essentially attended. There was eleven of us that attended the Air Forces. Uh, it wasn't the Goat Lab or something fun like that. It was the Air Forces Med Tech program. So to I guess they got these Med Techs that work in these air mobility hospitals and clinics. And for anyway, we had to go to this two or three week. I don't think it was a month. I think it was like three weeks. Hardest freaking school I've ever been to. And when you got out, you were an EMTB, right? So, but the bottom line is, I so saw you're with all these dudes that you, you don't really know anything about, right? Like at that point, I didn't know. There was a couple of them that I ended up being lifelong friends with. I'm friends with to this day. But in the inception of this program, nobody really knew everybody, anybody. You know what I'm saying? There was yeah. a few people that come off the border patrol together that had knew each other. But for the most part, none of us knew anybody. Well, there was this crazy looking dude, and the only thing I knew about him is he had, he was quiet. I had seen him somewhere, and I don't remember if it was Fletzy or somewhere, but I had I had seen him around. And then when I was at this particular deal, I got to talk to him, and all, the only thing I knew is he was a captain in the Army. And I thought, well, we'll get along good because I'm married to a captain, right? And my wife was a captain at that time. This guy's a captain. We could talk whatever captain stuff or whatever. You know what I mean? But, but he, my wife was an air force, an air force captain. That's kind of like being in the military. This guy was a real army captain about to be major. And I mean, he had a short tab. He had been to air assault. He infantry, he'd done all this purported stuff. Right. And, and he kind of get that quiet. Or, uh, you know, he, he really worked on this persona. No one I know now, 25 years later, I think the mystique of him keeping his mouth shut was he really didn't have anything good to say because it, it, not really good. He could he didn't have any war stories, right? So, like, if you did a lot of military stuff between Desert Storm and, and 9-11, the only thing you did was practice. You didn't really get to do a whole lot of craziness. Does that make sense? Yeah, when they real action. Yes, I mean, they were active, but they weren't super active. So he couldn't really chime in. Like some of the dudes I worked with later in life, in 2000, say, starting 2005 or six, back. I mean, some of these dudes, I mean, some shit happened, right? I mean, some, <laughs> some they had some crazy war stories. So, um, but all that's to say is this. So he's, a, he's, 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 he's playing the arrogant, cool military officer and when we would go to lunch people would all kind of ride together you know you'd break off in these groups and go with who you wanted to ride with or whatever and nobody ever rode with him well one day he said you want he asked me you want to ride with me and i said yeah i'll ride with you why not because we're all going the same place well he had this crappy old i don't think it was a pontiac i think it was a god i love pontiacs and i love buicks maybe it was an oldsmobile 
but he had this crappy mid nineties four door, you know, just, just, I want to say Pontiac Bonneville, but it wasn't because I've never been in a bad Bonneville from the nineties. This was, I think it was that Oldsmobile, whatever. Anyway, I got in and it's the summertime. So I get in his car with him. He closed the door. And as we're leaving the parking lot, he says, he sees me trying to put the window down because it's hotter than heck. Right. Yeah. He says, sorry, dude, the wind doesn't, that window's broke. So now I've accepted a ride with this psycho. <laughs> you can't get out the window. In July or August, I think it was August, and the windows broke. So I said, that's okay. And I looked down, he sees me looking down there. Yeah, the air don't work either. And I said, don't work. Well, he said, the problem is I just got one setting. And it was high because, like, the fan had burned out on everything, right? So you, the air was just on number five or you didn't have it. Which, hey, that's better when the windows broke, right? So, so we go tearing down the highway and it's jalopy, jacking around with the air, the one-speed air conditioner, the window that don't roll. And I see that he's got a cassette tape in the deck, right? But he's not got the radio on because he's wanting to talk. He's wanting to tell. You know, he's wanting to talk about the people in the, he's wanting to talk to, about the people in the class and this and that and the other, right? So, we go eat Chinese, I want to say, and we on the way back, same deal. This time, the super high blow quit, and now we don't have any air. Jeez. So, I'm trying to get whatever air I can get out of his window. And his car is nasty. I forgot. To, it's just dirty. It's just complete nasty. You know, and most officers had nice stuff, but he didn't. Of course, he'd been married a couple of times down on his luck or whatever. But finally, I, in order to keep me from jumping out of the car and killing myself, I decided I was going to reach down and grab that cassette tape. So when I go to grab that cassette tape, he grabs my hand like to keep me from pulling it out. <laughs> right? But I've got it. I've got it. Now, you remember, he's a badass infantry captain that that is, is, has, can't even talk because he's got so many war stories. I mean, it's like I'm riding with not Colonel Kurtz, but who was the, who, who was the guy that went up the river to kill Colonel Kurtz? Captain, oh, God. What's his, what was his name? Willard. I mean, captain. I'm, I'm with Willard, right? I'm with Captain Willard here. And anyway, <laughs> finally, I go ahead and pull that thing out, and he goes, that's not mine. As he says, it's not mine. I flip it over. And it, what? Because <laughs> I know it's coming. I can't, and it's can't. the best of the carpenters. The best of the carpenters. Oh, did he? Did he ever own up to it that that really was his? And he said, and I said, cool. And he said, it's not mine. And I think I don't remember if he told me it was his daughter's or his wife's or something. And he goes, you ever listen to him? And I said, ah. Dude, you know, anything softer than Motley Crue, I really don't listen to much, you know? I mean, I'm in the rat, you know, some round. Karen, Karen huh? Carpenter. Karen Carpenter. She was, you know. what, and that's what I, yes, I didn't want him to die or something. Karen Carpenter had, um, and I don't want to, anorexia, yeah, something. Unbelievable. May, maybe, yeah, and she just uh, killed her. I mean, she wasted but I was away like, nothing. No, you know, you obviously. She was one of the greatest singer, female singers of all time by many. Many people consider her. She had one of the greatest voices. You know, she was fit. And she started out, I believe, 
the brother, Richard, was the main singer, and she just played piano. And then by the time they got done, I think she was the bigger, way bigger star. Cause she well, she's was, the one everybody remembers. Yeah. Well, she was, I mean, she was a fantastic singer, you know, and she, and it just, it, um, you know, we were talking about Christopher Cross, it, just that style of music that what you'd call AM radio stuff, you know, stuff you'd hear in the doctor's office in the background or on the elevator. You know, it's like that was so super popular in the 70s. And it's kind of hard to listen to sometimes now. (laughs) Sometimes I don't even, you know what? I tell you, I, uh, you know, I got Cyrus XM. Serious. Yeah, whatever. I'm serious. You got Cyrus. Cyrus. I'm serious. I got Cyrus. Uh, (laughs) In the the Ozark. Yeah, I get, yeah. Me too. It doesn't work in the car wash. But I'm telling you what, I'm almost, you know, I got three, well, not really, you know, usually I go seven, eight, nine. That's my channel. Seven, eight, nine, nine, seven, yep. eight, or 25 and 26, classic, classic. There's no, the sixties is gone. So I guess they figured all those people died. Well, sixties is sixties got moved to somewhere else. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, I, don't even know I got, I got, well, I got five stations programmed. I got the eighties on eight. Because I, if I hit that, then I can go mm-hmm. to the 70s or 90s. Then I got the groove is programmed, you know, so I can listen to, like, Cool and the Gang, Earth, Wind, and Fire, the Daz Band. You know, no, I was going to say, you like tonight, 90s hip-hop. That's what I want to, I want to see some, hear some gin and juice. I want to hear some, <laughs> you know. Well, I have that. I have that. So then it goes to the highway, country. Then I got the no, outlaw. Yeah, that's what my wife listens to all that and the Garth channel and all that crap. Nope, give me some. And then I got some... then I got LL Cool J's Rock the Bell channel. So How about that? What channel that? Oh gosh, I don't know. It's programmed, but it's it's the best. You know, it's it's hip hop and and rap from from our from our day, eighties nineties. Mm-hmm. You know. Hmm. Little, little, little variety when you're riding in, riding in the car, you know. So there you go. Yeah, well, but I, so, I don't I mean, know how we went. I don't know how we went from Johnny Depp to even, Christopher Cross to to the yeah, car. Beaters. I don't even know what we were supposed to talk about tonight. Were we supposed to talk about something? You said you said you had Johnny Depp, which we talked about. Yeah, you know, I'm going to Europe next week, week after next. Okay. When will this be on? When will this play? This. This, this could be this, this week. It's kind of, or yeah, you'll be in you'll be in uh, Europe after this one airs. Right, that's what I was gonna say. So anybody hanging out, I don't know how you'll find me because I'm gonna be mobile. But if they let me in with my COVID card, I got a yeah. real COVID card, so I don't know. I'm where, trying to where read you, these rules. Where are you going? I'm going to Europe? Paris. I'm going to Paris. I'm going to Geneva. I'm going to Milan. I'm going to Nice. I'm going to Barcelona, and then I'm going to. Go back to Paris. All right. Any of, our interna- any of our international <laughs> listeners. Yeah, I just wanna, roll it all out. Yeah, that's want Want to meet up with the howler, get a hold of me, and I'll get you in touch. Maybe you guys can have lunch. That's right. Go, that's go right. to the Eiffel Tower. Next year, eight. And next year, I'm going to try it. There's a couple game fairs over in the UK. I'm going to try to go to one of them, and maybe I can hook up with some people that, that, that I talked to a little bit here and there. Well, well, I think um, if we don't get invited to some place 
for the rest of the summer. I think this fall we'll try to have uh, we'll ha- we'll try to do a live show here in Ohio. We'll, we'll do we'll, we'll invite whoever wants to come out to the uh, to the campground and we'll do a live show and we'll tape it and have our, have whatever fans want to make the trip well, come hang go. out. Yeah, well, we'll I'm, do, I'm all do for a, it. We'll do a live show, have a cookout, make some barbecue, have some barbecue. How about that? No, I'm ready. <laughs> no, we that. do it this weekend for all I care. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll we'll uh, we'll cut it off and we'll cut it off for tonight. I can't. What I'm excited about is, I think in a couple of weeks we're gonna have some. We'll have some good Europe stories. Maybe I, if I can even tell them. I'm gonna actually. I might. I'm, I'm debating over there. I'm gonna bring my. I can Skype on my iPhone, can't I? Yeah, yeah. We'll we should be able to. Uh, we'll record. I should be next... able to do a couple live things. You know what I mean? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we, maybe we can do next week's episode from Europe. The problem is I will air until I come back because if I badmouth the Europeans, oh, they might kick me out or something. Okay. You know? <laughs> well, let's we we won't do that. Uh, before before we jump off, you said you had something UFO. Do you want to talk about UFO quick? I didn't figure you... out what it was. <laughs> well, I've been thinking. I've been thinking about your your Bigfoot. I think the reason why, if there's a Bigfoot, if if there's a Bigfoot, and and the reason why I know he's been able to find him because he's a t- extraterrestrial. You know, that's a common theory. There's a lot of there's yeah. A lot I think of, I think I think. Uh, I told, I, you know, I've seen so many nut jobs here. I read these news articles about some of these nut balls and some of the weird shit in the world, and I think this could be the extraterrestrial screw with us now. You really think so? On different different topics, yeah. Sometimes I do think that. Because let's let's face it, if they can get here, why would they? Right? Yeah. The other I mean, thing it's like, is, huh? it's like you're right. It's like. Earth might be to them like Walmart is to me. Like if I had a choice, my just go- one giant Walmart to them. Yeah. It, and the <laughs> only thing that keeps them keeps us probably safe is is they're going Entertain- entertainment. They're going. What is going on with these people? So they come down and do stuff, and I think maybe there could be some truth to some of these particular Americans are actually extraterrestrials, right? Are you are you saying to the aliens we're just one big Johnny Depp trial? I think we're worse than that as a country. I mean, as a world. I mean, are you kidding me? I think this whole, this whole, I don't even want to get on a geopolitical tangent because that's not what I do, but, but this freaking world is spinning so fast and so hard that, that, you know, it's like the turbo on my EcoBoost, right? I got one of them baby trucks. I got a big truck, but I also got a baby truck with them. You know, a Ford EcoBoost thing with a little bitty motor, but it's got twin turbos, right? And yeah. it's by far, I raced it three times this weekend. It was a big, it was down here at Lake Ozark. It was a uh, hot summer nights, they had big classic car shows and stuff. And I absolutely wasted, wasted two of the three things I ran. Now, the third one, I think that guy, he had like a Pro Street Dart that was narrowed. And I think if he'd had the balls to stay in the pedal, he probably could have beat me, but he had a couple kids in the car seat. And so, and he backed off at about 80, 75 or 80. You know what I mean? I, don't, I think he had enough. He could have took me. 
but all that's to say is my check engine light last year was coming on. I got my cheap China scanner, put it on there, and it says uh, something boost turbo A, bank A or something like that. So I take it to the only guy I trust, and he says, dude, your turbo's going out. There's one on each side. It's I think it was the left side turbo on it. He said, it's always the left side when them things. I said, well, how far can I drive? And he said, I don't even want to start it to drive it out of the parking lot. Because he said, what happens is when that turbo gets going, it's spinning, it's coming apart. And if it comes apart to the outside, it's okay. But if it's turning, coming apart to the inside, all them fins, all that shit gets stuck in the engine and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to ruin your engine. So I think that's the world right now. It's like my turbo on my EcoBoost, right? And people hit the gas, and it spins around a little faster, and they let off the gas, and it slows down. And 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 depending on, I mean, this thing could blow one way and don't be, be an issue, but if it sucks the other way, the whole shooting match is going to come apart. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but you know what? I think this has been going on for thousands of years, and all the civilizations. Well, it, and I understand it. Hold on a second. I totally understand it, and there'll be people... It'll be perfectly fine with it if you if you follow me on Twitter and you see the people that I follow on Twitter. There'll be people that I mean I use the term Uhtred to Bedenberg, right? You've seen that on on the Last Kingdom or whatever. You know what I'm talking about on Netflix. Yeah, there's some dudes out there that are will be just fine with a knife in one hand and whatever gun they can scrounge ammo and starting their tribe all over again. The problem is the government doesn't like that. <laughs> you're right so exactly so, so they can then, do that as long as they're going to pay taxes maybe yeah i don't know so so but i i think there's i think there's a big percentage of the people in power and in this world that don't realize i can't even call them oddballs like the trans am burners i just mentioned now i can't get d-day on here because he's in a penitentiary but he would be a great he would be an excellent guest but 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 what used to be odd, you know, I can think of two guys that was my generation, right? I can think of 25 kids, my son's generation. <laughs> so what I'm saying is there's a lot of weirdos in this world, and some of them are just are ready to jump. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>